everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. So today I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Shari Ware, and she is a weight loss expert and a health and fitness coach. So I'm so excited to learn so much more about her, hear her story, hear her journey, and get to know who she is. So hi, Shari. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you, and thank you for having me as your guest. Thank you for being a part of the show, and thank you for sharing your experience. So I want to let you go ahead and let the audience know a little bit more about you and what you do. Okay, so the way, or or the reason, I should say, that I became a weight loss expert, and I really resonate more with uh, a health coach, uh, is because I, about 11 years ago now, I, I weighed over 180 kilos. Mm. And that was, I didn't just end up at that size. It took my, basically my whole life to get there. I was about 34 years of age and mm. I had been morbidly obese for most of my life up until that point. And it started when I was a child. From about the age of five, I started to put on weight. Mm-hmm. And I by the time I finished primary school, I was about 60 kilos. By the time I finished high school, it's about 100 kilos. And um, I just kept getting bigger and bigger. Now, there were times when I, when I finished high school, I was 18 years old and I um, decided that I, I might like to have a boyfriend. I'd never had a boyfriend <laughs> up until that point. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided that I might like to have one. And I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And so in my head, if I didn't like what I saw then, or if I didn't love, it was more about I didn't love what I saw in the mirror. And if I didn't Mm -hmm. love me, then how could anybody else love me? Mm-hmm. So I did go on a mission back in my younger years and I did lose about 30, 40 kilos, got down to a mm-hmm. size 12. Um, mm-hmm. And I did meet a nice young man and we fell in love and we had a child. And um, and then we went on this roller coaster ride of mm-hmm. uh, a young, it was a young relationship with a young child. There are a lot of stresses. And what I didn't realise is that I had all of this emotional baggage, uh, all of these things that had happened in my childhood uh, that I had never dealt with and I didn't even realise were impacting my relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So nine years later, that relationship ended and it ended badly and I was very hurt. So that then started this cycle of putting on more and more and more weight. The whole time through the relationship, my my weight had been a yo-yo. It had been up and down. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of that relationship, I just kept putting more and more weight on. And what I didn't realise for a very long time, and then one day I I did realise what was going on, is that my weight was my suit of armour. It was my protection. It was my way of protecting myself from hurt it it was created from a place of fear Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until the reason or or the feeling of needing that protection went away that I was able to finally shift the weight uh, which Mm -hmm. I did do around 11 11 years ago I went on another mission 
And I, um, it took me about three and a bit years to release 100 kilos. Mm-hmm. The difference this time was that along the way, I did a lot of self-development work. I did the work on the inner me, mm-hmm. which then helped to, to make the work on the outer me uh, a lot easier um Mm. and the reason why i resonate more i do call myself a weight loss expert because that's the people that i help that's the people Mm. that i'm really passionate about helping Mm. Uh, however for me it started out as a weight loss journey it turned into a weight release journey and then it turned into a health journey which is what it is today Mm. Um, because it's not about we do want to release the weight or most mm-hmm. people say they want to lose the weight that's a whole mm-hmm. nother conversation <laughs> um, we could be here all day however uh it really is why why do you want that and mm-hmm. when you really get down to the real reason behind it it really comes down to health and so that's why now it's a health journey for me and that's what mm-hmm. i help people do is get um get to the point where it does become a health journey and your podcast is about young women and inspiring young women and one of the biggest things I learned on my journey is that so many of these things these and it all comes down to subconscious beliefs and what Mm -hmm. we don't realize is that those subconscious beliefs are driving our lives and a lot of them begin when we are very young Mm -hmm. so if we can if we can start working on them earlier and that's one of the things that i um am just starting to uh realizing that i really need to start working with younger women so Mm -hmm. that they can get these subconscious beliefs and these limiting beliefs out of their head, it comes mm-hmm. to, so often it comes down to beliefs of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not deserving, which were all of the things, all of the beliefs that I had that I didn't realise were impacting my life until I went on that, what I call my final weight release journey. Wow. That's such a, like, a touching and moving story because it embodies so many different life lessons and so many different concepts. Um, I can see, you know, mindset in there, self-love in there, um, self-acceptance, and so many other topics that are touched in there that I feel like as women, we definitely do have to start those things at a young age because where we, the things that we experience in our younger ages is inevitably how we experience and live our the remainder of our life and it can be the most innocent thing you know um the adults in our lives when we're young they Mm -hmm. don't have any intention a lot of the time of creating these beliefs in us it can be the most innocent sentence that is said it could it could be the smallest thing that people don't even know is going to have an impact right however it does. So it's about um, continually affirming to the young woman that they are good enough, that they, that they are amazing, because mm-hmm. uh, we are all amazing. 
It's just about us believing that we are. And when we do believe how amazing we are and when we do believe that we can achieve amazing things, oh, my goodness, <laughs> we can absolutely achieve anything. And, and mm -hmm. I've done, when I've applied that in my life, I have, I have um, really achieved so many amazing things. Mm -hmm. So how did you start on your journey? This is your business that you do and you help others achieve the same things that you fought for for yourself. How were you able to transform this into a business, something that you were doing for yourself? And then how did you turn it into that for you? So when I, when I, after I had, I had gotten to the end of my 100 kilo weight release journey. It, it's not the end for me. Um, mm -hmm. It is a continuing journey. It's a continuing health journey. I continue to learn and learn and learn and apply, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. Um, however, when I did lose the 100 kilos, I realised that it's not just about eating less. It's not just about moving more. It's not just about calories in, calories out. Yes, what you eat is definitely important. Yes, it is important mm -hmm. to get movement into your life. However, where does it start? It starts mm -hmm. with the mindset. If, you, if your head is not in the right place, then you're not, you might be able to make change short term, but you're not going to be able to make change long term. And, and right. that's what we want to do. We don't want to just go on a 12-week challenge, you, you lose mm -hmm. 20 and then it all comes back on which which how many people have done that and I certainly was one of those people because I believed what everybody told me very few people uh, especially in I'm gonna say the fitness industry uh, and I was I was in the fitness industry I'll get to that in a minute um, <laughs> very few people in the fitness industry look at they talk about mindset but they talk about it in a way, just do it. Mm -hmm. They don't talk about it in a way, oh, yes, you've obviously got some subconscious beliefs going on there, which you need to deal with. So mm -hmm. um, how are you going to work on that? How are you going to mm -hmm. deal with that? You need to find an avenue, a way of doing that. And mm -hmm. uh, you might need some help with that. And if you're talking to, say, a personal trainer, they're not going to be the person necessarily who is going to be able to help you with that. So you might need to go right. and get some help on that aspect. Um, so I lost my 100 kilos and or released my 100 kilos and then I thought, oh, I'm going to become a personal trainer because that's how I'm going to help people. Mm -hmm. not, not remembering that exercise was the last piece of the puzzle for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I had been a personal trainer for about 12 months, 18 months, and then I realised, oh, ha. <laughs> The people I want to help, the people that I'm really passionate about helping are people who are like I was 11 years ago and they're, um, they're very overweight, mm -hmm. they're in pain, they find it hard to move, they've tried everything, they've tried every diet, pill, shake and potion and it hasn't worked or at least it hasn't worked long term and they're in this cycle of... Um, continually being told that they just don't have willpower and whether they're told it verbally or whether that's what people are thinking because that's what most people think mm. um, then they're in this cycle of shame and guilt and blame which doesn't actually help 
the problem. Right. And I realised that the way I was going to be able to help people the most and in the best way was to help them with what was going on in their head, with the mindset side of it and with the subconscious beliefs that people aren't even aware are there and are causing all of the issues. Um, the beautiful Louise Hay said it the best and I use her quote all the time and it is that... Uh, Physical weight, uh, sorry, weight, excess weight is just a physical manifestation of a much deeper issue. And in so many cases, it is. Uh, so that's why I, I switched to the mindset side. And uh, as part of that journey, I decided that I wanted more tools in my tool belt. So I learned hypnotherapy and NLP. Um, so now I have all of those tools to help people as well. I love it. I love it. I think it's really important to realize different things about yourself. And I love how you talked about, you know, as a, from a trainer, a personal trainer's um, perspective, they would just tell you, okay, just do it. You just got to put your mind in the right place. But sometimes you have to do a little deeper work to figure out why is your mind in this certain space and how can you work within yourself to get yourself into the space that you need to be. Absolutely. And one of the easiest ways to explain this, so people really get it, and I didn't come up with this analogy, but it's such a good one that I'm, mm. I'm just going to, I'm gonna, just going to say it as it is. So think about being on a ship mm. and on a ship, you have a captain and you have a crew. Who's in charge of the ship? The um, captain. That's what most people say. Mm. However, if the captain wants to go somewhere that the crew don't want to go, what mm. could happen? They could take over. <laughs> yeah, the crew could mutiny. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. So when you're thinking about the brain, the captain is the conscious mind mm -hmm. and the crew is the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So the captain wants to go on this health journey. So we're talking about releasing weight. So the captain says, that's it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm sick of it. Right. However, the crew is scared mm -hmm. for whatever reason. That it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what the reason is, they're scared. Mm -hmm. And so they go, uh-uh, no. <laughs> that's, Not going to happen. That's not happening. <laughs> And so without you realising, the crew mutinies and it takes mm. over. And that's it's like a six beats one type of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's when self-sabotage comes in and you go two steps forward and five steps back because mm. you haven't got your crew on board. So mm. that's why it is so important. You will be fighting the hardest fight for the longest time and you won't get anywhere because you haven't you haven't got the crew on board. So that's mm -hmm. why it's important. Yeah, I, I just actually recently spoke with someone. She was from Australia as well. And we talked about, you know, the, the subconscious ruling over the, the conscious mind. So I think that's very interesting that um, both of you are in Australia and talking about the same <laughs> concept. <laughs> so because what would you say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what would you say are some of your biggest tips or life lessons that you give to your clients or something that you've learned along your, along your journey of weight loss? What are your three biggest tips? 
So the first one is about your why. Uh, and I use another quote <laughs> from a book called The Secret Code to Success by Noah St. John. And in that book, he says, you can't fix a why to problem with a how to answer. So when it comes mm -hmm. to weight loss, we know how to lose weight. We, we might mm -hmm. not know all the steps, but we at least know one or two things that we can do that's going to get us towards our goal. Mm -hmm. And if we're not doing those things, it's because for all the reasons why, we might have massive reasons why we want to do that. So for me, with my um, weight, I had lots of reasons. I had a 16-year-old, well, I had a, a daughter, um, mm -hmm. and at the time she was 16 when I, when I finally went on my final weight release journey. Um, mm -hmm. She was and, and I wanted to be here to see her grow up and, um, you know, maybe go to university, get mm. married, have children. And I didn't know if I was going to wake up the next day because I was that overweight. You know, I was very lucky I didn't have any um, health complications and doctors were always amazed they couldn't understand how my heart was so good considering all the weight I was carrying. Mm. I was lucky. I was really, really lucky. So I had really good reasons why I wanted to release the weight, but it wasn't enough mm -hmm. because I had this really big reason why I didn't want to. And that was right. because I didn't want a relationship because I was fearful of being hurt. And that was mm -hmm. so big that it overshadowed and overpowered all the reasons why. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing what you know you need to do, it's because you've got, a why not, or maybe more than one, but they're big enough that they're stopping you. So work on making your why power massive mm -hmm. and dealing with any of those why nots, whether they be limiting beliefs, whatever they are, but removing them. You, you need to start consciously working on them to mm -hmm. get the subconscious on board. Mm -hmm. even, even being aware of them and, or even starting to tell your subconscious brain, hey, I know there's something going on. I don't know what it is, but I know there's something that's going to get the subconscious going, oh, right. okay, she's on to me. <laughs> and sometimes we, re we recognize it, but we try to bury it just to kind of not have to deal with it. Absolutely. And the only way you're going to to overcome it is to face it head on. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing is your why, your why power, find your why power. Mm -hmm. And uh, I say when you have massive why power, you don't need willpower. Right. Absolutely. Um, the second is about belief. And there's actually four parts to belief. There is, um, the first one is that you have to believe that what you're trying to achieve is possible in the first place because otherwise if you don't believe that in some form it can only be mm -hmm. only needs to be the smallest amount of belief but you have to mm -hmm. believe that in some way otherwise you won't try the second is that you have to believe that you can do it so many times we go oh well um you know shari lost the weight but that doesn't mean that i can well there's got to be some um, element of belief that you can achieve amazing things and you can. So look back to anything, any goal in your life, any major goal in your life that you have achieved mm -hmm. because that show you, shows you that you're capable of amazing things. 
The third thing is to remove limiting beliefs. So mm -hmm. all those subconscious beliefs that we have, we need to consciously work on removing them. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you can also find other people to help you with that. That's where hypnotherapists and NLP practitioners and other modalities come into play with helping you mm -hmm. if you need some help with that. And the fourth part, and this is actually really, really important, is that we need to be open to our beliefs changing. Mm, I agree. A belief is just something that we believe is true. And when we go back hundreds of years ago, they believed that the earth was flat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so some people still do. So. Yeah. Well, that's right. Some people still do. And some people believe that it's round. And, you know, who's wrong, who's right? The important thing is that if the belief isn't working for us, and so often these beliefs are dysfunctional, they don't work for us, Mm -hmm. Be open to having a different belief because that's not working. So find mm -hmm. one that does. Right. And number three is work on one change at a time. Mm -hmm. One step at a time with any goal that you're trying to achieve because so many times we don't move forward. We don't even take one step because we get into this place of overwhelm. It just seems too hard. And so we don't move anywhere. Mm -hmm. So just what's the next step? What's that one step? I don't care how big or small it is. In fact, the tiniest step is better than no step. Right. I love it. So anyone listening in right now or watching, um, she just gave me some really good gems, some great advice on how to start working on and towards a better you, essentially. So Shari, if you had to say one thing to women and girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? If your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough and work on that. I love it. I love it. Well, we thank you so much for sharing your story here on Made to Dream. I do want to give you the opportunity if anyone wants to contact you for services or just follow your journey. How can they do that? Uh, easiest places on Facebook. I am on all the social channels. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, so that's the easiest way. And you'll have some links. I'm sure you'll put in the show notes as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we do thank you so much for sharing your time here with us today, all the way from Australia to the United States, um, being an inspiration and being a light and being encouragement to other women on their journeys as well. We thank everyone for tuning in. Once again, this is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.